Welcome to Just Winging It. We're back. Yeah! I mean, we've been back. This is like the third episode back. We've but been I'm, I'm back. really feeling it. I'm feeling back. You know I'm what feeling, I mean? I'm feeling the flow. Do you feel like now that we've gotten into a routine, it's like changing your life again? Yeah, I'm like back to being routinely amazed that we are fucking doing this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every week, you know? It's, well, uh, it's scary. It's I really feel like I am John Abdullah. I you know, really I feel, feel like fully. I am. I th- I'm Patrick. You're Patrick Blue? Patrick Patrick Brown. Red. Patrick Red. Patrick Red. Green. You, you probably, if you could pick, you, RGB. you'd be Patrick Red, right? Yeah, that's my branding. Yeah. I did but go you through a period a few years ago. officially Patrick Green. You know, if you go to my website, which is patrickgreencomposer.com. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sponsored you can, also by hashtag, Patrick Green Composer. That's where most of the fun happens. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I have this particular shade of vermilion all over everything. What is vermilion, Patrick? Vermilion, it, well, it's a family of colors that exist between red and orange. But, you know, so depending okay. on, like, if you're talking about, like, the pigmentation Lobsters. used in, like, India, it's mm-hmm. a little more orange. If you're talking about um, vermilion from, like, ancient dyes, it's a little more red. But the one that I use is sort of right between those. Hmm. Um, and it's like what I just use for all my like musical scores have that and my, you know, website and all that shit. Yeah. Literally nobody ever picks up on this, but there was a time where I was like wearing shoes that were vermilion. I was like, this is my personal branding. Yeah. And then I was like, I am insufferable with the fucking shoes. So I kind of have given that up. And also I've fallen deeper in love with, uh. I literally can't think of what it's called. <laughs> indigo. They, <laughs> Which like, one is that again? What's that like? So indigo exists between blue and violet. Okay. Yeah, spectrum. that's a good yeah. one. Do you like well, ours? It, ours is like, what is it? Ours? Teal? Our, our just wing yeah, color? Yeah, sort of like teal. Uh, Aqua. Seafoam green. Yeah, seafoam. I would say cerulean. Cerulean. I would say cerulean, which yeah. is another color that I, I do love. I mean, and I'd cerulean, like to say I did a ton of, you know, like audience testing before when we picked that color. Beta but, testing. But, uh, focus I kind of just like it, so I picked it. It's, good. it's it's the color that when I when my mom used to make me cupcakes for school in elementary school, you know I remember I distinctly remember like mixing the green and blue together. To really, create, yeah. That cerule- cerulean is at the intersection of green and blue. Like yeah, that. is that really why you picked that color? Well, what a I nice think story. Sub- subconsciously, I didn't actually think. How like, often was she making hmm. you cupcakes? Oh, like every Johnny other day. D? She was just always making. That cupcakes? was always my favorite. I was like into just very plain cupcake with. I mean, though, it's all about the frosting. Like, yeah. you know, really good homemade frosting, mm, regular cupcakes. That butter, this is when that you could butter. bring them into school. Can you not do that anymore? Oh my god, it's gotten like for so birthdays and stuff. Intense with the uh, yeah. We're going to talk a lot I, yeah. about well, but we can early talk education. about that today. Yeah, today's early education, miseducation. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the I feel like the allergies are one of the hugest bones of contention and debate in early yeah. education and it's just big education in general. But it's like at family gatherings, this comes up, and it's, yeah. it's another thing. It's like everybody has these really big opinions about. I it. I know, isn't it funny? So I don't know. We about all got the, such... we haven't done the cupcakes yet. You know, we yeah. haven't. Our kids aren't. Oh quite, man. Well, and also Jude has a great... summer birthday, so you know we haven't really. Memory with that oh that's true yeah, yeah. uh so how you doing i mean we got to check in on your health first and foremost it's been crazy john it's been you, cra- last okay? week was, a, was, it was like living through a fucking hurricane of pain which i'm still in <laughs> let me let me be clear i so so i what would I, the hurricane be named uh what letter her, are we it would on be now? called hurricane hurricane oh okay her, i thought you were just gonna go with the classic you know whatever the next letter is like bowl like like uh, hurricane bob hurricane, or something i don't know yeah don't know. we'll say hurricane bob Okay. Hurricane boobs. Let's say it's hurricane boobs. Hurricane boobs. It's a great hurricane. Um, so it was. So I got some answers, which is good. So I, I, you know, I mentioned on the last episode that we have this sort of family history of teeth issues. Yes, you did. And not really knowing why, because we all like have good dental hygiene, and you know, I, I don't really understand why I have to get root canals every couple of years. And oh, I've, I think yeah. I've had three of them. At oh this my point, god! Which is I'm 33 years right. old. I should be getting fucking root canals. Well, now I know why. Tell me. Pulp ones. Say it again. Pulp ones. <laughs> All right, if I had to guess what that is, I'm going to go with... Pulp ones. A Native American term to describe the, a certain... See, like, you know how, like, um, the Inuits, is that the right term? Yeah, the Inuit, yeah. Inuit have many uh, words for snow. That's true, right. This they're... is actually one of um, the Native American terms that's used for a uh like we have river stream you know we only have a couple in the english language right. but that's actually one of the versions it's like a really it's a fairly thin stream it's not quite the a pulp one yeah yeah right i i could see that uh, yeah i i could that's actually not what it is <laughs> so the the background of why i'm saying it like was that, that close uh, no you're way fucking far off you're, right. you're not even in the building so there's not like a stream running through your Gums. Well, there's a stream of yeah. Well, the, I mean, yeah, kind of there uh, is. So you know what? In some ways, yeah, it was you know, derived from the term. There's a bridge I mean, over you know, troubled science. water. Yeah, yeah I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah. you that. Uh-huh. So, so as you remember on last week's episode, 
and before I get into this, hang on, because I don't remember anything. So yeah, neither do I. Actually, I. But, my, but before I get into trap, what's going on my tooth, my brain, something happened right before that happened that I don't want to forget to talk about, which okay. is a, a cosmic coincidence. I'll make this very brief. Yeah. So last Wednesday, which was the day I love that we cosmic recorded, coincidences. Cosmic coincidence. Coincidence. Coincidenti. All right. Uh, I That's how I to like do my an... pasta. <laughs> it's a coincidence. Uh, Perfecto. <laughs> mwah, mwah. That hurt. Um, <laughs> creating a vacuum seal. All right, seal. cosmic, go. So right after we recorded, well, not right after, but that night, uh, last week, I did an interview for Perfect Organism, which is one of the other shows that I co-host. Yeah. Uh, About w- the Alien w- Saga. W- Brought to you uh, by we have Patrick a Facebook Green group. Composer. It's where the fun happens. PatrickGreenComposer.com is also great. And yeah, just, just when you get a podcast is another terrific website to go to. But Perfect Organism is about the Alien Saga. Uh-huh. And we had one of the really most exciting interviews that we've done yet. So my co-host and I got to talk to uh, Diane O'Bannon, mm. who is the widow of the guy who wrote Alien. Whoa. And um, and she's a really fascinating person in her own right. And, yeah. you know, she was with him for a very, very, very long time. He just passed a few years ago of Crohn's disease. Mm. And, um, you know, we kind of like threw this e- email out because we're trying to because, you know, we're now 40 years away off of Alien. It came out 40 years ago in this year. Holy shit. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. 1979. That's insane. So we're trying to like we're doing a whole extended series on the film to celebrate its anniversary and part of that is we're trying to track down interviews with people who were involved in the set because a lot of them are getting older and it's getting yeah, increasingly awesome. hard to do that uh-huh. and you know the dream guest would have been Dan O'Bannon mm-hmm. who had all of the ideas that we obsess over like the company the chestburster the you know the Nostromo the Sigourney Weaver's character Ripley like that was all from him right wow. which is pretty amazing and Ridley Scott obviously directed it and he had the other collaborators but yeah like, yeah yeah but Dan O'Bannon is like the seminal point from which aliens the sprung. brain yeah so, um, oh, that's actually an interesting. Uh, uh, you'll see why. So we had we had Diane on the show, and it was just this incredible interview that was just um, such a human moment, mm. like getting to talk to because she's like she's lived this really wonderful life and been at the intersection of so many important cultural events in history, and now she's just sort of like living alone in the San Fernando Valley, just sort of like you know knitting and doing graphic design work and things, and and just a wonderful lady. And yeah, getting, getting to like get a human. Th- aspect on this movie was just absolutely incredible. I bet. It sounds it. But um, in the course of the interview, I was asking about what it was like when he was working on some of his other films, and I brought up the film The Return of the Living Dead, mm. which was a which was a cult classic, amazing yeah, I zombie comedy. Yeah, worked on it. Yeah, well, so it's not one of the Romero trilogy, right? It's the newer one you're referring to. No, 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 no. Okay. So it was 1985, and it was like a, it was a comedic oh, return, take of course, of course, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it, I love it, I love it. Do you know the movie? It. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's great, Absolutely, right? it's hilarious. It's, it's fucking funny, right? Yeah, and there's like a bunch of Cold War stuff in there, right? Yeah, right, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he directed that and wrote it. Wow. And it was the first thing that he ever directed, so I wanted to make sure we got to talk about it a little bit. Yeah. And in the course of doing that, I had pulled up like the IMDb page, and I'm reading it, and it's the first time a zombie ever says brains was uh, in his movie it was his idea that's amazing and i was thinking right, I was, because like of course you know before that they didn't really talk i mean they still mostly don't right and also but because it's it just being what yeah, it, was. It, was, it was always the ghouls were depicted as uh, depicted as flesh eaters right, right? like they right. just sort of eat people mm-hmm. but o'bannon had the idea for them to eat brains and i brought it up to his wife i was like it makes so much sense given his other body horror things that he's done that like they would eat the ideas of the person that they were yeah. right? like they would go, and she was like oh my god that's probably what he was thinking i never actually like asked him that's about amazing it. Like, yes I'm at the intersection of Time and culture. It was pretty fucking triumphant. And it came up right after we talked about. And it was that day. And I was listening back to our episode, and I literally do the brains thing. Yeah. And that was the first time that ever happened. And I thought, what are the chances of that? That like, you know, I would talk to the wife of the guy. Doesn't that happen all the time though? It does, and we just don't notice it. But well, or yeah, I I feel like I notice it just about all sorts of random shit where something will get in your brain, and it's the classic Uh, in your Uh, brains. It's that classic thing, you know, you Pop get a new ones. car and you start seeing that car everywhere. Kind oh, yes, of thing. exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. um, but with ideas that like this, That is really too, a real phenomenon. Oh, absolutely. Which I'm sure somebody listening to this show, Barack Obama, knows about. I mean, I was going to go with Doug the physician. but Doug the physician, Katie the anthropologist, yeah. uh, who we're going to get to is her, that, should listen we her mail soon. Well, yeah, you know, let's, let's, want... let's take a pause. So that was my first thing was the zombie thing. Let's let's take Before a little pause and then we'll go into the health like ordeal. Yeah. Stories pearled together. Yes. So we got some listener mail. We did. All right, so here it goes. The subject line is fan mail exclamation. That's that's the All one that lowercase. We, we like that. Good choice. Yeah. Hey, Patrick and John. First off, big fan of the pod. I had some advice and I wanted to share. I think you guys should argue more. I've noticed that the moments on the pod where you guys disagree and take totally opposite sides are the most interesting and funniest. Keep up the great work. 
Love, Katie, licensed professional counselor, psychotherapist, master of arts in education, psychology, wife of physicist. <laughs> I just love the, the, the subject line. I mean, the, the what's that called? The sign off. The, the signature, sign-off yeah. Signature. I love the subject line um, personally. I mean, I love it all. Thank you, Katie. Well, I think we're going to fight about this then. Not, maybe not today. <laughs> oh, I totally but, uh, agree. This with is their a feedback. warning. I I'm took just this saying, to heart. This is a volley. This is a this is a, a warning shot that we're going to be fighting a lot more. It's true. Um, yeah. This physically, is the flare. emotionally, this is the flare in the ocean that goes up and says we are declaring battle. Uh huh. We just got to find things to argue about. Yeah, we do, don't we? So we will. But thank you, Katie, for writing in, John. If if uh, some of our other legions of listeners would like to write into the show, how can they do so? I believe. They can email, just like Katie did, on her very own, justwingitdads at gmail.com. What's that again? Justwingitdads, that's D-A-D-S, at gmail.com. No Z, although you might be tempted Are to Are you one of those dads, people who does like that writes out the at at the end? Do you, see, do you see this when people write out? Like, well, that's usually to get around. Um, I know, whatever. I know yeah, why you're it the is. Web dude. I know yeah, why right. it is, but come on. No, I don't really? do that. No, I don't. I mean, really? No. Maybe just don't put but your I do email on the web if mail, you don't so, want yeah. it on the web. I feel like Gmail is so sophisticated, and I still get crap. Or like you just get signed up for these yeah. mailing lists, and I'm like, why am I why am I getting this bullshit? And then you junk it, and then you still get it. I mean, I don't want to totally uh, take us away from the three five or three to five stories you're about to break into. Thank you, yeah. But that is somewhat of an ideal segue into something I had to mention, which is mm. uh, you know, robots. Like, we're getting... I think we're really seeing more and more how robots are helping us live our lives. Um, some AI is used for... I mean, Google is at the head of AI, really, but, you know, for email in particular, that's, like, one example of it. Um, but coming back to our, you know, our show here, which is, I guess, about parenting or something like that. Something. Bethany and I were talking about this, and I was thinking, you know, we've got Alexa, we use it all the time, uh, we, and I'm thinking about childcare of the future, right? And like, you know, we can't, we know this, the current system is not sustainable, okay? Parents having to both work full time and uh, pay for these, you know, large sums of money for childcare. Like, we've got to figure out a better system. Also, while in, in most of our situations, yeah. the parents are at an age where they're also paying off student loan debt. Right, exactly. So, like, <laughs> so there's these two huge expenses yeah. going on, right? Right, which I think when probably you're not is a factor life, right? for why a lot of parents are waiting later in life, too, yeah, I imagine. Right. You know, they yeah. want to get settled it's financially. Hard. It is. And then you buy a house on top of that? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, so I'm wondering, you know, I, I assume there will be some role for robots here. I don't know to what extent and how long it'll take, but let's just take babysitting as an example. Babysitting. Right. Uh, and then I was thinking about this some more, and I asked Bethany the question, and we talked about it a little bit, and I thought I'd bring it here. Um, R2-D2 versus C-3PO. Oh, as a babysitter. As a babysitter. Because initially, where my oh, mind man, went is, the, like, I was trying to imagine, you know, Alexa in a robot form, you know, just, like, right. you know, allow her to move and stuff. And, of course, right away I thought C-3PO, and I was like, you know, that, he'd probably be a decent babysitter. And then Bethany was like, yeah, but I think I'd rather have R2-D2, because he's like, you know, he can get shit done. Which I well, it, I mean, C three PO is also a fully articulated humanoid robot. I mean, that is a yeah. whole separate thing, right? I mean, I mean, R two D two makes no pre a, a power have droid difficulty does not, changing a diaper. Well, he has all these attachments and things. I mean, yeah, he has, that he's, could go he's badly. Modular. Uh, well, but no, he. Yeah, I think if we're living in a world where we have power droids that can change that that are watching our children, we probably also have finally fixed diaper changing <laughs> as a nightmare. <laughs> Did you know that Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way? has a patent on a system to be able to house wipes inside of a diaper so that you can do it all with one hand. Wow. Yeah. And that patent just expired because she hadn't actually used it yet, and then she renewed it. So now it's, she hasn't until oh, 20, 2036. What, yeah. is she just locking it up so no one else can do it? I don't know. Get, get on that, Jamie Lee. Come she on. listens to the show, so, you know. Yeah. Jamie Lee, love your work. I think you need to maybe lay off the activity a little bit. Okay. Yeah, too much yogurt, <laughs> too too many too many bacteria in the gut. <laughs> no, I, I you know I think she's a, an institution and a great person, but she really should fucking build that diaper out. Because yeah, diaper changing is like this. It's just a horrible. There's well, a couple things like this, right? There's umbrellas, and I mean, speaking of diaper changing, what about just like wiping your ass with some thin paper to begin with? Yeah, it just mean, as an adult, you mean? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, there's got to be a time where we're going to look back at that and be like, what the hell? What I know. Barbarians. The same way we look at, you know, plugging in a million things when you're teleconferencing, teleconferencing right. somebody and everybody's charging shit. And I'm like, these wires are so, yeah. they already look like they're the vestiges of an ancient society. <laughs> it's right? so true. Yeah. It, it's like when you see like IBM computers in yeah. the 60s and they're take up the size of a house. You right. Know? Like that's what it looks like now when we plug all, like, so all of true. our shit into everything. It's just, it's ridiculous. We clearly right? need to do a technology episode where this would probably be housed better. But, yeah, that's true. Uh, but, but like, but 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 we can. I mean, we can we can communicate in real time, essentially, with satellites. Yeah, 
and yet we still fucking have these terrible diaper changing systems. I know. So my point being that if if we have if we're in a paradigm where theoretically C three PO or R two D two or both of them could watch our kids, well, I'm I'm diaper changing probably one or the other. Of those two, I would I would say R two. Yeah, yeah. C three PO is much more emotionally unstable for one thing. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. very nerve wracking. He would be a good teacher, I think. You know, given well, because I was thinking, capabilities. well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, you know, if you want you want to like teach your kids something during the day while they're watching them, it'd be kind of nice to be able to speak English. Yeah, but also <laughs> I guess the there's something to be to learn. said for challenging kids to you know speak a non-native tongue that's true and right? that's like when their brains are the most sponge-like so they probably would pick up r2d2's language is that i'm sure there's a name some geek out there knows the name of the language yeah, we're getting some are you the letters. one i don't know okay no i'm sure there's a name for droid it, though, speak right? or something like that yeah yeah but it's probably better word it's like drangle droid droinglish droinglish yeah. i think it's 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 uh, i think it's actually pulp one <laughs> it's pulp one <laughs> A brewmate. Oh, um, man. All right. Well, 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 what would you say? Which, which would you rather? I mean, I was thinking C-3PO because I do think that practically, like, he could do more human-like. Th- if we're still operating in the world that we have now where you do have to change a diaper so the you're way say- you do. So here we- this is the zombie situation. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying we are transplanting. Mm-hmm. This into the world in which we operate now. Yes. So everything is still manual. There's wires. Because are we all that far place. away? You've seen those stupid. You know the <laughs> the one. It's so funny. The Boston Dynamics. Uh, yeah. Oh man, the, I love the robot that shit. that's just walking around. They just like push it down. Yeah. You know, Atlas. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking crazy. It's crazy. And, and that is and it's miles. Hilarious. That's like three miles from our house. Yeah. And I awesome. specifically, I'm actually trying to get in there for the Blade Runner podcast. Shoulder for yeah. Ryan, available on iTunes. So, but Patrick but Composer. so we're not that far away. Yeah, we're incredibly far away from that. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah, oh my god. No, yeah. I'm not they're, saying, they're not mass producing these things. To, I'm not these, are, say- these are like at the pinnacle of what science can do. And and these things no. are Yes. Uh, Boston Dynamics that's not the like pinnacle. one of the, what, well, yes. the video that we saw that demo of the robot? Yeah, that's incredibly complicated. You're telling and me, they also weigh like 16,000 pounds. But, but I mean like, Amazon is already using crazy like robot technology. Drones. Not just drones in their factories and stuff. I mean, I'm making stuff up. I don't actually know. They, but. but yeah, but see, but that's in the context of a factory where you're using g- floor guidance. Yeah, systems yeah, yeah. And no, I hear. If somebody gets caught, they're chopped up, right? I mean, we, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and we have you know like the capability to do like autonomous cars and things like that. So I get that in an infrastructural sense. Yes. We, we are closer to that than we realize. But in the having like a fully, I don't want to say automated. We're talking a semi sentient. A semi-sentient, but I mean, if we're talking about the, life to the extent of R two D two and C three PO, like looking back, I mean, at them, I now, would argue not only they're are they fairly sentient, basic, they have personality. They do. You're they right. learn, right? You want to have a fucking machine <laughs> learning in your household <laughs> from your kids? We are nowhere near that right now, Jonathan. Let me tell you. I don't think I don't think it's that far on. I mean, I'm not saying it's to the extent that you would it would be the norm to have them babysitting. I'm just saying. I don't think the technology is that far away. I think when the technology arrives, for one thing, it already has in the form of the Roomba, I think, is, is a great yeah, example. Yeah, oh, of absolutely. Like, of, uh, and and we're, that's totally normalized, right? Yeah. If you tell somebody you have a, do you have a Roomba? No. No, neither do we. But if you tell somebody you have a Roomba, they're like, oh, cool, nice, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just like if you say, you know, you have Alexa, everybody goes, yeah, me, I, me too. Right? Yeah, and no like, big, it, yeah. And, but those are, those are home smart technologies that exist basically like robots in our own That's household. what I'm saying. But the, R2-D2 is much closer to that than C-3PO. Something goes wrong with C-3PO. There are billions of moving parts on a droid like that. Are there? Oh my billions? God, it's fully articulated. He can stand upright. He can move. Yeah, but he can I mean, fucking his fingers fully do articulating shit. in the way that like, a uh, you know, decent uh, action figure is. You know what I mean? Not like the full, like the really expensive ones where but every single finger. So he has think to maintain a center of balance. Uh-huh. He has to maintain a center yeah, of balance, that's right? R2D2, you could fucking hit him with a car and he's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's a tank, right? Do the sound deal he'd make if he did that. <laughs> right? See, 3PO, oh, like, you man. know, if, if you if you bump into him, he's going to go, oh, dear. And then he's going to fall over. Yeah, and Which, then all of his fucking limbs will fall off. He's so sweet, though. I love C3PO. He is, he's, he's really sweet. Such a great personality. Yeah. I mean, uh, and but that's you're right about the emotionally unstable part. I think that would actually very panicky. have the kids on edge all day. R2D2 can sit on the outside of an X Wing and engage in aerial combat in the vacuum of the vastness of space. And he doesn't break a sweat. And he doesn't even fucking complain about it. He yep. can get zapped. And he doesn't even care about it. See, you want to put C3PO in that position? <laughs> Like on last week's episode, when the diaper fell off and Henry was, yeah. can you imagine? C3PO? What would he have done in that moment? He would have probably he would just been fried. pretended to pee himself. I don't think they actually. <laughs> he would have anything. just went into uh, hibernation mode. Yeah, just, 
<laughs> oh man, right. we should move on. We could do clearly. We could do a whole episode just about this. Well, maybe we should. Maybe we should. But you, you go on with your horror story of a root okay. Canal. Well, I'm, I'll make it quick. So Paul Pons. So uh, so I so I did this interview with Diana Bannon. I mean, it's just an amazing moment in my yeah. in my life because like you know I was a kid falling in love with these movies and now here I'm as an adult talking uh, to like you know getting how this, cool like, is that? And podcasting experience. is what made it all happen. It is, yeah. And that's why you should support this program. That's right. Even though um, we give you no way of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> just listen I mean, to it. Can you send money over Gmail? I, yeah, I just, think that's just, a thing. Just put them in an envelope. Just give us cash. <laughs> just $20 bills. Unmarked. Uh, just um, send it. To, can you email cash yet? Is that a thing? Yeah. We'll say. Just have, a, have put an, it in Amazon an envelope, drone. Write the email address on the envelope and put it in the mailbox and let's see what happens. And say re and then do you think uh, the post building office would C-3PO st- Surely stamps.com could take care of that I mail. stamps.com is the perfect place. <laughs> So I did this interview, and, th- and then I was in so much pain during it, I almost couldn't do it. But I, I, you know, I got through it, and then I was like, I have to go tomorrow morning to get this looked at, you know, for the root canal. So I went in. It was scheduled at that point. It, it had been scheduled, but I was like, th- I'm, I was like, I just have to make it to this appointment. Yeah, I was in so much pain. Yeah, and I go there, and she was like, you know, this is like a really infected. We can't actually do anything on it today, but we'll like, you know, slice it open so you can oh, like, drain. Yeah, let's slice just, it open. Just beautiful. Everybody, just make sure. Hear. We're talking about Activia. You know, if you want, if you want to have yogurt during this, go for it. It was, it'll really, it really just, uh, it really improved the uh, sensory experience. Oh my god! So, uh, so that was uh, a nightmare. It was incredibly painful, and also like I didn't get the payoff of having it done. So like I was sitting there, and they were like, "Well, you have to come back." This on is Wednesday. just all description of what they're gonna do. Yeah. So they were like, like, "You the have to flight, come back the on pilot, Wednesday." You know, we're gonna we're gonna take you about <laughs> ten thousand miles up, and then uh, bear right at DC before right. we get. <laughs> Then we're gonna cut the power. We're and gonna see slice what the happens. gums and you know drain a little bit. Uh, this is drain some pus out of your gums. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened. So she's like, "Here's some gauze, just like leak for a few days. We'll put you in antibiotics. <laughs> you know, get some ibuprofen." I'm like, "Oh great, you more fucking." I've been on ibuprofen for a month and a half now oh my since God. my tailbone injury, which you, is still. You really active. should watch out for your stomach with that I know, stuff, right? but I can't do anything about it. I'm in so much pain. Yeah. So. Then I, Doesn't uh, that constipate you too? Isn't that a thing? Well, I got probiotics. I have the okay. wonders of activity. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Get on the diaper, please. It all comes around. It all it always comes back to Jamie. <laughs> and poop. <laughs> and poop. <laughs> so I uh, so I go home and like it's just not clearing up at all. Like the, I'm taking a, I'm doing double dosing on the antibiotic, and so I called in the next morning. I couldn't come back into work. I was in so much pain. Oh. I was like I was like I I really. And they're like, well, we don't want to do this until Wednesday because you still have an active infection and like it's going to be just excruciating if we do it now. Yeah, but I mean, don't they load you up on something? No, they don't. They can't give you laughing gas or something? No. Well, maybe they could. I don't know. They didn't want to do it. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, so so they're like, well, why don't you come in? We'll take a look at it. And we'll like open open up that area again and like try to see if we can get more seepage for you. Oh, good. So I was like, oh, this is fucking wonderful. Okay, great. So I like go in, and my face by this point is swollen to the point where like my eyes closed almost. Holy shit! I like couldn't talk. I was drooling. I was fucking <laughs> such a mess. So this sets up the next part of the story. Anyway, it does. So, so but I, I'm glad I know the end already. At least in so much as I can see your face, and you know, you look reasonably. Hot. Does yeah, I look just so, uh, so you know, I know it, at least it's dime, gonna end in a good know, place. I'm like you back know? to Chris Hemsworth level yeah. at this point. It's like when you're watching a show that's like <laughs> a few seasons back, you just you know, you're catching up on it. Yeah. You've seen a preview for the latest episode, so you at least know the right people are still there right, and they're alive, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if I'd come in with like two face like Harvey Dent, <laughs> then then that that would be you'd be like, That sounds about right. Well, so there's a story around that too. I'll make okay. it super group. So anyway, so so I go back and they're like, you know what? I think we just have to go forward with the root canal. Procedure. Oh, right now. Yeah, and I was like, what? And they're like, it's going to be bad. And I was like, then don't do it. They're like, I think we have to at this point. <laughs> they like they clear everybody out of the dentist office. You yeah, know, it's they're like, like they're like everybody go home. This is going to take like the rest of the day. Yeah. yeah, the shutters closed. It was the worst fucking thing. It was Holy so shit. no pain painful. Meds? No. No, no, except for the local Novocaine that they that, that's it? which did nothing. Let like me just the be shot clear. kind or the kind yeah, that the they shot. Just, okay, did just nothing, no, just no. absolutely nothing. Except it was, hurt because they had to put a so, shot in your mouth. Yeah, and there was and they couldn't. There was no tissue to go into because of the infection. So like they were just. It was just fucking so bad, and it went on for so long. And in the middle of it, she goes, "Oh, I see. Hey, look at his pulp once." She's like talking to the assistant, and, and, and she's meantime, like, I've never seen pulp like, ones like that. Throbbing in pain, and I'm like, I'm like, what the? And I thought she said papillon, which uh-huh. is French for butterflies, and I was like, <laughs> so I was like, some butterflies wow, in looks, there. Like I'm really like special. Like they're talking about like how yeah, like you're you know, not special. I know. And I'm like, I'm like, what's what? Like what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, I'll tell you later. Like don't don't move because there's like saws in your mouth right now. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I get to the end, and I'm like, so what's the pop one? 
And she's like, the what? And I'm like, the pop one. And she's like, the pop one? And I'm like, yeah, the pop one. And she's like, it's this. It's a pop one. And I'm like, I don't know what a pop one is. And she's like, why are you saying it like that? And I'm like, because that's what you're saying, pop one. Oh my God. And I'm like, can you point to it? And she is goes, she, is this pulp? some kind of sick joke? She goes, was she pulp? just playing you? Pulp one. And I'm like, what the is fuck it, is, is that second Hawaiian? part? No, it's pulp horn, but she had a Boston accent. Oh. So the whole time she's saying pulp horn, but pulp horn. What the fuck is a pulp horn? She's like, that why do you know what I'm saying? That's worse. At well, least you have them too. Everybody, bit... everybody has a pulp horn, okay? A pulp, the pulp the horn. Pulp, the pulp horn. A the, horn of pulp. A horny pulp, yeah. Ugh. Oh, man. So it's it's basically the cavity into which your you know your root sits is called the pulp you know mm-hmm. it's like a hole in your tooth oh, and God. the horns of the we need pulp to end this part of the are, yeah this is I'm almost done. pain i'm gonna pass they're like these out. little triangles that kind of poke up and 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 for me and i'm assuming for my mom too probably yeah our pulp horns are just more accented and so they're closer to the top of the tooth which is why if there's ever any decay it can become a root canal oh shit yeah so she was like oh you probably have had a bunch of these huh i'm like oh yeah you think so what do you so, do for something like that? Just do they have she's pulp like, horn the second enhancers? you feel any discomfort, just go to the dentist and say, "Give me a referral to the endodontist to get this like looked at." Which is fucking. Cr- I'm so thrilled. I just can't. Oh I can't wait God. to endure more of these. Anyway, I hope you know, technology I got eventually that it they'll me. have little, uh, you know, those little tiny. What do they call C three PO robots that will go in your mouth? And uh, they're like tiny. Yeah. Like little microbots? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I like that. I think. There's yeah. another word for it, but like anyway. A, like a uh, quantum, not a quantum, like a... It doesn't matter. Anyway, so... At some point, they'll just go in your mouth and do all the work, right? Like, yeah, how cool that, would that that's, be? That's, that, that sounds great. You're all about fucking robots, John. Well, what just, is up I'm with you lately? You're just like man. obsessed with this shit. I'm basically living in the future right now. Like, I just, after this show, I just like, I spend my time just in the future. You just put like a robe on with like a headdress <laughs> and, and you're just like... Oh. Yeah, everybody in meetings looks at me really weird, but... <laughs> like, why is he yeah. I just meditating? operate as if all that stuff does exist now right you know right you just like talk to invisible robots it's like the fake it till you make it thing yeah exactly that's a great mentality (laughs) so this was Uh, this is all setting up the last part of my story i promise which is that this weekend was one of the most just absurdly overbooked weekends we've ever had and that's just for you to say that I mean, it was just—it was just like, crazy. Like, think about that. I know. You to say that—that—that that, that means insane. a shitload. So I had an eight-hour meeting on Saturday morning for what? the for the national uh, the. Uh, I, so I sit on the executive committee of the National Alumni Foundation of my college. Fancy. Which was great when you can't feel your face and you're fucking sick. <laughs> eight so I, hours. I had, I had Why would that. they do that? Because we only have these meetings once a quarter, and it's like yeah, a yeah, but eight hours. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. I know. So so there was that, and then also my sister was in a play. On Long Island, mm. so like over basically in New York City, just right right over the Queens, over the Throgs Neck Bridge. So like, yeah. so I had a race from the meeting to that. You just ran by foot. I just ran by foot for some for some reason. Um, but and I, so I did the meeting remotely because partly because I had to get there and also because I was too sick to go. Yeah. So I did that and then I, I like I was taking the call. You know, I was driving, and then I get to the show and I had to go back because Micah had. You know, I had to get Micah and then we had to go back because the kids were with my parents back in Connecticut and then I had to oh go sing God. in Boston on Sunday morning and then go back to Connecticut to get the kids. It was just all in crazy. A and this was all while I was in this state where my fucking face was so swollen. So I get to this show, to my sister's show, and she has a bunch of her friends there who, you know, I know very well and they're friends of mine too at this point, but I haven't seen them in years and years and years. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like so nervous about going there because I'm going to look like fucking Quasimodo. <laughs> and, and Mike is like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I'm like, I'm like nice. I look like I am having an allergic reaction to something. And so I'm like walking in there, literally wiping drool off my mouth. <laughs> I can't fucking open my eyes. I had to take my glasses off because they were falling off my face because my it's cheek like was so swollen. It's They're just... <laughs> That's exactly... Prop you up with sunglasses. <laughs> like, oh man, he took a turn for the worst. I can't wear glasses because my fucking cheek is so swollen. They're falling off my face. I look like the elephant man. So I have my glasses like kind of propped up, put my contacts in. And then I'm like walking into this thing. And of course, this was before I'd see my mom, you know, we dropped the kids off and she's like, oh my God. She was like, it's so much worse than I thought it was. You know, this is why everyone should have a custom made mask of themselves. Yes. Right? Wouldn't that be handy? That's a horrifying for- <laughs> idea. What, are you, what is with you in futurism today? So, where the ro- days- so the robots can look like daddy, right? So those days where you're just not like, you know, up to par or whatever, yeah. you just put on your mask. But like the mouth doesn't move. So it's like clear that there's something going on under the scene. And it's like one of those really cheap, you know, <laughs> like Halloween Myers. costume yeah, right. masks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I go sit down at the table and, you know, there's these people that I haven't seen in years and I'm and I'm like... I'm like, listen, guys, let's let's get let's get the obvious out of the way. Like, and they're I'm all sorry just like, about who this. is that? 
<laughs> they're staring at me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I had dental work done and it didn't go great. Like, so like, it's okay. I'm laughing too. It's fine. And they're like, what are you? What are you talking about? They didn't about? even notice. I'm like, what the fuck do I look like? Right. When I go, when I, I can't even wear glasses. I'm so swollen, and people are like, no, that's that's. You look normal, and I was like, and I was like, you're just trying to make me feel better. They're like, I literally can't tell that you've had something That's done. That's so true, though. Meanwhile, it's so fucking true. Food falling we always out of my see mouth. the very worst version of ourselves when we like look in the mirror or whatever. That's true. You know what I mean? No, but but I like went in but the bathroom honestly, and checked, though, and I like, literally nice. like my eye was I couldn't open an eye far away because of it. It was like. What the fuck do I normally look like that they can't tell there's a difference? Oh my god! So last part of my story. The next morning, um, I was I had to drive Didn't you back say to that Boston. Like five times. Yeah, already? it's always the last it's part the last of the story. Part. It's always last the last part. part of the story. Futurism. So I go pop ones. So I go uh, back to Madison to my parents' house, and then I wake up at the crack of fucking dawn to go sing back and back up here in Boston. And I'm like so tired from this weekend oh and in so God. much pain. And in the morning, it's worse. Like, you know, I, of course, yeah. it hurts so much. The infection's like really pulled up. And I go to like a highway rest stop, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. And like the drive through thing's not working. And I'm like, I, if I don't, like, I have so many antibiotics in my system that if I don't eat, I'm going to start barfing on the road. Yeah. Which would just be perfect for this weekend. Oh, it's true. So I like walk Top into the off. actual place. And like the woman like comes up and she's like, for one thing, I'm like, what? what when people are like assholes in that position, I'm like, do you, she was like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know, a fucking donut to dunk something in? I'm like, I'm here, I'm gonna give you money for this. Yeah, exactly. She was like in a bad mood about yeah. something because she had had an argument with somebody. And I'm always very polite in these situations. And so I was like, but I didn't know what to say. And also I realized like, it's like 5.30 in the morning and I'm swollen and fucking drooling. She probably thinks I've been like on drugs, like out on a weird yeah, bender. probably. Like, and so I'm like, and, and then I'm also, I'm so tired that I can't remember like what Dunkin' Donuts serves. And so I'm literally <laughs> looking at her and she's like, well, and I'm like thinking like, what did I come in here to do? Oh my God. And I just go, I just literally go, cookies and cream. <laughs> and she goes, what? I go, cookies and cream uh, she, and she's like she goes I'm gonna need that? security yeah <laughs> and I realized I was trying to order the Girl Scout cookie thin mint coffee which is delicious this time of oh, year oh that sounds disgusting but I couldn't remember no it's good I couldn't it's where the fun happens I couldn't Ugh. remember what it was called and I couldn't say it so I'm pointing to the menu and she's like looking at me like what cookies the and fuck? cream and I finally just to like to be I fair that's probably money. a donut that they've had too apparently not because she had no idea what I was talking wow. about but I made it, and you know we survived. And, how did you uh, get through that part, though? What did you? How did you clear it up? I just pointed to it, and then I was like, "Oh, Girl Scout cookies and cream," and she's like, "There is no girls." I was like, "I just pointed <laughs> to it," and she gave me the right thing, and wow. I put her money down, and then I got on the road and sang a service with half my face, which was also wonderful. And how did that go? Uh, it sounded terrible, but you okay. know what? I'm here. Good. Wow, I'm, I'm recovering. I'm I mean, good. I never would have guessed any of that. See what the fuck? I, I, as I'm talking right now, yeah. I can feel pulsating in my cheek. It doesn't. It's not coming. This is just through. what I look like. It's not coming through. I just look like fucking pulsating. You look asymmetrical. great. You sound great. Nobody's gonna know. Okay, fine. They they all probably did, but they all probably did. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's all well, you look good. You don't look infected. I mean, you know, I'm all right. But you're tired. I still got a canker. I'm I'm tired because Luke is uh, I guess going through another leap or something. I feel like this maybe was around when Henry started doing this for you guys with sleep. But Luke's all of a sudden been super clingy and like getting the uh, attachment thing going yeah. on. Every time you say Luke, I picture the <laughs> video. Oh yeah, now. I just well, I can't think of it. We just lock him in the basement now. Uh, so the last few nights, you know, he's been waking up and needing to sleep in our bed, which yeah, it's like we, so cute. You know, it becomes like this thing where it's the <laughs> exception the first night, right. and then the second night you're like, ah, oh, it's one more, and then the third night was last night, and we're like, all right. This has to be the last one that we let right. him do this if because if otherwise that becomes SOP a pattern yeah standard yeah. yeah exactly so scrum master we should yeah but we should we should go to the topic because you know we're gonna run out of uh, useful stuff are we do are we running out of time okay <laughs> well <laughs> let let it, let it be known that I uh, I stand in solidarity with you with the sleep things and I hope you're well and I'm sorry Thank you're you. still getting canker sores I think you should have somebody investigate your pulp horns. I'm never going to do that. Pulp ones. I will never. I hope I live my life never hearing anyone say that word again. Pulp ones. Is it one word or two? It's two words. So is a Boston accent? Pulp pulp ones? Pulp ones. You got a magnificent pulp ones. The pulp ones. The socks have got the pulp ones in South Shore Regional Facility. That's wow. what she sounded like. She's great anodontist, though. Yeah, that's good. Just one hack. All right, so I thought, you know, you're going to help me with a challenge for once in this episode. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, you say that now. Time. So uh, I'm we're, we're like in the thick of it with um, deciding on preschool for Grace because, yeah. you know, she's been at this uh, in-home daycare for a while. 
her whole life. And uh, she's with Luke, and it's like an awesome place. We love it. You know, right. very, it's a family. <clears throat> but, you know, she's going to be four in, in uh, the next summer. And we feel like we, we decided not to do the two years of preschool thing, which a lot mm-hmm. of parents are doing now, um, and figured, you know, her, she, her birthday's in the summer, so giving her one year of, of preschool probably be good before kindergarten. Right. But we went to a, uh, an open house for the town. They have, like, you know, their own preschool that they run. And like it a town-run like, preschool? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like official. It's I, I don't know if I, I guess I'd call it public, but I mean, it's it's not covered. What it's, else would that be? I mean, it, yeah, you're right. Do it's you public. still pay for it? Yeah. Oh, but it's you, also oh, taxpayer. You pay subs- it. Is it subsidized no, not at by all. taxes? Or not something? at all. What? It's just covered by the parents. It's and a then fee. the city itself runs, runs it. it. Yeah, with like government employees. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, maybe there's maybe they get some subsidy. There has but to be. I mean, I'm sure. I don't think so though, because it's the the cost is the same as if you like you know it's comparable to the private ones. So I don't that's know. That's weird. But is it good? Well, so we went to the open house because yeah. that's how you learn how many about pe- it. How big is this place? I, I think there's like uh, 100-something kids in the whole place. That's huge. Um, it is. It's huge. You go in and it's like a school. Wow. And really? they have some kindergarten classes that are there because there's like overflow from other schools in the town. And then mainly it's wow. about, it's about preschool. classes there too. Yeah. It's a huge facility. It is, yeah. So mainly it's about preschool and uh, just before that, whatever they call that. Um <laughs> there's like preschool Before and then there's pre-K. Preschool. Yeah, there's preschool and then pre-K. Which I never then... even realized that was a thing until like yesterday. Yeah. Um, the difference there. Because isn't the whole fucking idea of preschool that it's pre-kindergarten? It, it, different places have different ways of going about it. I, yeah. I, think that the way that, I think the way that we sort of think of it is preschool is like four and pre-K would be five and then kindergarten would be like six. Yeah. Although for us it wasn't The way like that, they, but... char- they characterized it as uh, preschool, pre-K is four. But anyway. Yeah, it so depends there, on which, yeah, which side. And it's like you get there. Um, you got to find, you know, babysitting for your kids because you can't bring them. And it's like one open house once a year. So you, so there's like 100. Oh, I remember the open house. There's like, stuff, yeah, there's yeah. probably 100 parents at least. I'm, just, I'm terrible at estimating numbers. So there's probably like 500. I don't know. There, there were that many people. There were a lot or, of people Or there. 20, something <laughs> like that. But was it like a genuinely, was it like a U2 concert? Oh, it was like their audits. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. Like, and I can, I've been and to many, that. so I can. Right. That's how I actually look at crowds now. It's right. like, this is about. One third the size of a U two concert. This is one point seven bonos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it filled their whole cafeteria slash you know whatever that big open space was. They have a stage, water there tower. Too, so yeah. I think there was a stage. So it filled that space, and uh, so you're automatically you're like, all right, this is what I have to compete with, basically, right? Because because all these the things parents, fill up. Yeah. Do, do you feel weird when you see the other parents? A do you bit. judge them? Uh oh, totally. I judge everybody. Yeah, Mostly I judge you, them but... so much. But that's if you can get away with that. I always when I go into these situations, so I'm like, I think they're hot shit, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Look at him fucking dressing. Oh, really? He's asking that well, question. He's got a collar on his Who shirt. Do think Who do you think he is? Fucking Mandela. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I get very. Judgy I love the about elbow that. patches, buddy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make you, you really look a need those. Academic, huh? so your kid gets in. Yeah. A nice monocle. <laughs> butt face. Yeah. Oh man, but but anyway, so we're there, and it's like already overwhelming because there's so many people there. We're you know we're running a little late because like it's after you know it's at night and you babysitter. Oh, it's and, a nighttime uh, open house. Yeah, it was okay. nighttime. The ones that we've done have been in the day. Okay. Well, this one was at night, and uh, so we had a quick dinner with the kids, and then my mom was over to watch them uh, and put. So them Grace down. did not come. She didn't. They're not. They're expressly forbidden. Uh, from coming it's just about wow. the parents being there which automatically I'm a little like I'd rather see the place while it's in action you know what I mean like go yeah. during the day because I've, I've done that with another preschool but uh, anyway it was I, I came away from the experience totally impressed with how they run it because it like felt like school you know I was like expecting more of like a daycare center feel you know what I mean um, but it really felt like uh, school mm-hmm. and you know for me reflecting back on like kindergarten even it felt like it was a level above that um, what I remember yeah, kindergarten to be. Because remember, Jude is learning how to program. Right, right exactly. Yeah, it's Things have changed. Yeah, and yeah. then, you know, we saw the teacher. Um, uh, it, we were able to go to a class and talk to a teacher, so you get a sense for, you know, how they run the class and stuff. And I was just, like, blown away. She was just, like, that perfect balance of what you'd want in terms of being, like, obviously, um, I don't know, I keep coming back to the word stern, and it's not quite right. Firm is a better word for it. But, like, embracing... You know, what we know about children now and the idea that, like, timeouts or other kind of um, disciplinary measures don't actually often work. So, like, there's a respect for uh, – it's like what we were talking about with that book, New Age Parenting, or, you know, old school parenting with New Age and the New Age or whatever. So it's like, you know, you want to be able to be a support, 
but also uh, you know discipline your kids in mm-hmm. productive ways and all that. Anyway, it's, it's nanobots. I yeah, nanobots. That. That, that's, that's she that actually was, was a cyborg. She was a nanobot. Yeah, yeah. right. You're right though. It was but that, yeah, it just it hit me because you're talking I'm glad about futurism did. again. Now I can actually. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. what that was. Yeah, nanobots. Paul Porn, go. So so we're like we're feeling like this is like you know this is the place you'd want to go or she'd want Grace. And the thing is about Grace is that I know that she academically is going to like really thrive. Um, I mean, I'm saying that and who the fuck knows, but <laughs> she's just generally has been a kid who's always been into books and learning and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, you know, like in like structure. So I'm, I'm feeling, well, all right, let me just get into it and ask you for your advice. Cause you're now a columnist. Who's going to give me some feedback here. That's what I do. Uh, this is like a really long fucking call. <laughs> I'm writing into a column. <laughs> How fucking long would this be? This setup. So, the thing is, they so I don't know if you found this, but like their hours are you know part of the day, and then you have to pay for before before school and after school if you really wanted to cover the full workday. Because Bethany right. and I both do full work weeks, right? So financially, we're adding it all up, and like once you take into account those parts, and then summer's not included, the holidays, school holidays aren't included. It's like you know, it's it's going to end up being a lot more than what we're paying now for freaking taking care of you know babies, which I thought was the most expensive part. And so we're at this point where it's like trying to weigh things, you know, how can we like change our lifestyle to afford this? Or should we go for something that's like, you know, we've seen some other options that are less structured um, and they still seem, you know, perfectly fine. It's just like once you see something like that, you're like, wow, am I going to, you know, am I going to go for a tier down from that because of finances? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, probably, um, yeah. to be real. But uh, anyway, I'm curious what your... your well, um, process was for preschool because well, we, we did that's that where exact we're thing yeah i'm sure so that's what we all do i, I, I might have told this on the podcast before, you probably but, did but i just wasn't listening a big <laughs> it's fine nanobots yeah a big reason why we moved to our town in the first place was because of the preschool that uh i had seen while i was touring a museum and it was it's on the, the grounds of the museum oh and i was like oh man like if i could send our kids to one place it would be this you know yeah, like, yeah. no matter what the cost it's just because it was all about immersion and contemporary art and oh, about man. like you know kid driven learning and it had all these awards and it was like staffed by these really amazing people and uh so like we moved to our town kind of with the dream of sending our kids to this preschool yeah and then we like went to uh we got like a brochure I and we were like story, oh yeah. yeah it's not gonna happen it was like th- 300 million dollars <laughs> like, yeah, like even just... if you remove a digit it's still <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> even if we got the one percent discount on this thing it's still like too much money so we were like oh shit we, we can't we can't send them there yeah um and we were a little bit crestfallen but i also was noticing and this is important oh, we we did the open house tour and there are people who listen to the show whose kids have gone to this preschool. I'm not knocking the preschool. I'm just saying just for, knock for it. us, just, be, just, 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 just knock slam it. Slam it. Nanobots. We got to argue. It, Come on. Let's yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, but throw down. <laughs> I don't know why I'd argue about that with you, but it wasn't like I'll it, find something. It wasn't that the school itself was bad. It was that for us, it wasn't the fit that we were looking for because we were going on this yeah, tour. It's the classic, it it's not so... me, it's you. Or, or exactly. No, I'm sorry. It's the reverse of that, but anyway. It's just me. Yeah. It's all about me. <laughs> so we were on this thing and, and I was, I found myself like, kind of rolling my eyes a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying, I was like, don't do that. Like, don't, but then I would be like, <laughs> just do it in your brain. like, we let the child spirit guide the autistic. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> they're like, we have no preconceptions about what we teach the children. Oh boy. Like we, and then every day we meet for five hours once they go home and we determine the next course of the journey. Nuh-uh. And they're like talking about all this like cutting edge child developmental psychology shit. And I'm like, I don't care about that. Like yeah, I, at the yeah. end of the day, a four year old I well here we go my super I, I am not educated in this at all so this is all or me <laughs> or anything but like I did not I don't have a master's in early developmental education yeah. so what I'm saying is bullshit mm-hmm. but that being said I am a parent and I think it counts for a little bit it counts for at least <laughs> something and I You've don't think that far. there would be any benefit when kids are that young to having that much of a sort of you know structured high achieving you know Harvard development yeah, yeah. program yeah I don't think that, you know, that's going to translate to SAT scores or something down the road. Yeah. And I actually found myself, and you know, I'm a very much sort of child first person. Yeah. I found that a lot of my eye rolling internally was coming from this sense that like the kids know the answers to everything and we have to listen to their hearts as they yeah, guide that's us the on part the journey. I would, I and I'm like, roll my what eyes the about. fuck? Like, I, I, I don't think that that's true. I think you go from daycare or from, 
being nannied to like having more structured play and to being able to learning how to like sit in a circle right. and like be read to yeah. without getting up and moving around and like to learn how to put toys away in mm-hmm. an orderly fashion and to like experiment with art projects and things like that. Yeah. And I don't think it has to be this incredibly involved thing. So we so we looked around at other alternatives and the school that we ended up going to was way more affordable. Yeah. And way less intense, and the people that ran it were just great. Mm. They were so excited about being there with the kids. They had all these wonderful ideas, and like, and it just it was a better fit, and we could afford it. And then the other school offered us financial aid, mm-hmm. and for one thing, we still couldn't afford it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. also, even if we could have, I wouldn't have. It wasn't gone your back choice, yeah, yeah, because it was a better fit, the one that you'd actually ended up with. Yeah. And um and now Henry's going to go to it. We're already talking to them about that. That's great. And it's just uh it was just well great. And now I you know I imagine it's a lot easier of a decision now. You've had you know the whole year of uh, having Jude there, so yeah, <laughs> that helps. Yeah, right. Um, so the way that the way that that school worked was there were um, threes, fours, and fives. Uh huh. So it corresponds roughly with the age, but also with the days per week, right? In which they meet. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how standard that is, but but for like for example, if you if you send a kid there as a three year old, yeah. Um, going on four, like you know, it's, it, they would be there for three days a week, like three. Oh, interesting. Days. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, for so Jude went into the fives, although he was four, mm-hmm. and so he was kind of already above his head a little bit, which is good because in kindergarten he's also one of the youngest kids in his class, and so he's kind of already used to doing that. Right. You want to prep him, yeah. And uh, and it worked out really well, you know, and it buffers some of the childcare costs elsewhere, but also it. I mean, it should cost more because it is a it is a learning experience. Yeah. And the first time we went to an art show mm-hmm. that they put on, it was like, oh man, I know. unbelievably That's be so exciting. Fun. And just I'm seeing so what excited they do, for them to, like to get into school. You know, it is just very like, exciting. <clears throat> well, all right, let's unpack this because there's so much of what you said I can I can relate to. Um, I mean, first off, yeah, th- there is the uh, emerging ideas behind you know child led. Um, learning or baby led um, weaning, baby led weaning, yeah, which I fully embrace and adore. Pop ones. Uh, the thing is, I don't know. I feel like so much gets loaded into that, and I'm so with you with the idea that, like, you know, kids, you want to give them structure and you want to actually <laughs> the whole point, not the whole point, but like, yes, teaching is about uh, relating to people wherever they're at. You know, never mind just kids. Like, you meet them where they're at, right, and you help them discover stuff rather than it being more like I'm gonna just shout stuff at you or whatever yeah no obviously so i get that of course but the idea that it could be led truly led by a child who doesn't like how would they lead something like that but also like there's 40 kids in this class like and and they're all just doing (laughs) and i was just walking around and i was like oh my god like they're all doing such like annoying stuff like it just like at, at, at jude's school one of my favorite things that they did was like practice cutting with scissors a mm-hmm. lot, and so Jude and it, it helped a lot with like cutting each other, right? Just, just in case the zombie jugulars. situation, yeah. exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Which is good. That's and, useful. Practical. And it was like a very simple dexterity thing, but it was something he was really excited about and yeah. proud of. And I was like, I feel like at the other preschool, they probably didn't have like a unit on cutting with scissors. It was more like you know, repairing the bonds of severed childhood, you know. And I just feel like there there are certain <laughs> manual things like that that are great. Like that Practical. was how we learn yeah. handwriting, yeah. but yeah. also literally manual, like with hands. Like oh, handwriting. I see, I see, I see. Uh-huh. Like and so, like for example, what, something that I loved about his school was there were different tables set up for the structured playtime. There was an engineering table where he was all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember you saying stuff. this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then there was like the arts table, and there was another one. And um, then the teachers would actively encourage the kids to go out of their comfort zone because what would happen is you would have like all of the girls in the class would be right. at the arts table all the boys would be at the engineering table because that's where the Legos are. Yeah, you know? yeah. So like the teachers would allow them to play within the strictures of the materials that they had mm-hmm. and then they would have days where they would kind of help cross over so the kids would sort of intermingle more and it was like, you know, it, there was pr- it was providing structure about going out of your comfort zone, but yeah. also being like, hey, if you're really interested in this, like, here's two hours to play with it, you know? That's Let's awesome. Let's see what you can do, and then they would, I mean, you know, build that things. aspect of it, the social and the emotional aspect of it, honestly, you know, for me is as big as the sort of, like, more straightforward academic as well, because, you know, with Grace now, she's the oldest in the daycare, and it's like, you want to be She's to... real the oldest one. She is, yeah. So how um, many people are in and it? And the thing is, uh, there's, like... Six or five. Five hundred. Um, I've never counted them. Again, I can't count people. Yeah. Um, and the next oldest is like a year younger. Um, who she has like she's an amazing you know she's amazing friends with the one who's a year younger. So like she she loves going there. You know, it's still a great experience. I just know that once she gets into the world of school, she's just gonna really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, watch, I'll I'll send her there and she'll fucking hate it. Um, <laughs> she probably will for the first couple of days, but because she doesn't do change very well. So. Right. But anyway, okay, so. I, I, I kind of go back and forth, though, because 
on one hand, I see this kind of place, um, which was not what you described in terms of the kid-led stuff. You know, it's very, it actually was, if anything, potentially too structured. Um, but they would say, you know, that's to help prepare them for kindergarten so that they can get more into that mode, right? But like very, you know, structured, they're in classrooms. So it's very controlled and it feels like school, you know, it's not like a center. And that and that whole preparing them for kindergarten thing is something yeah. you learn really quickly is the point. Like yeah. they call it pre-K for, for a reason. Right, it is right. specifically equipping them so they're not blindsided by kindergarten. So, and I get that. But on the other hand, so, OK, so on one hand, I'm thinking, yes, this is great. Like it 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 has the structure. They teach like such a you know really great curriculum. I like the ideas behind what they're teaching and all of that. And it's like well-rounded. OK, um, on the other hand, I'm like. She's going to get into school. She's going to get into a structure. So do, does she really need at this age, at four, to be like that, you know, structured and that academic, whereas, you know, some other ones appeared to be like certainly still there's like a baseline, you know, uh, education. But I, I got the sense that the curriculum wasn't as built out. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit more fluid, you know, more um, relaxed and uh, and it's cheaper. So that's helpful. <laughs> yeah. But but so I'm like, you know, I'm torn on them. Um, because I'm just not sure, like, I don't, I, I don't know. I know I'm overthinking it too. It's one of these classic things where it's like either one is going to be fine and it's mm-hmm. way better than anything we got. But this is got. like setting up the heavy bag in the basement again. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Totally. You're right. But um, that being said, I mean, you've said that Grace responds well to like pattern based stuff and yeah. structure, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe the, a more structured one would be good for her. Yeah, it probably would right? be. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, and the other thing is, so I want to, maybe this is where we can argue because you made a point earlier that like they're going to school at this, you know, young age, like how much is it really going to matter? Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing you. You didn't actually say that. You were like, <laughs> why even fucking bother? Yeah, that, yeah. No, no, but you made a point there, about yeah. like, is it going to really dictate their SAT <clears throat> scores yes, right, and right, stuff right, right, like right, right, that? Right, right. So based on the, I, I did of course, you know, look up a quick article because this now makes me a master's in uh, Congratulations teaching. on your master's. Yeah, <laughs> master's it's a scrum master. <laughs> a scrum master in teaching. Um, but you know, it's, it's from the Harvard Graduate School of Education, so it's, Hugsy. Uh, it's decent. Do they really go by that? Yeah. Oh my God. I co-led amazing. the acapella group there for a while. Of course you did. I did. You co-led the acapella group at every yeah, we were institution. Called, we were, at most of the Harvard ones. Yeah. That's it was, awesome. It was called the Common Hugsy. Chords. Yeah, Hugsy, yeah. That's awesome. That's um, a great group of people. So too. if you want to find this article, it's how to pick, pre- how to pick a preschool. I could, I could link to it in the, uh, de- the, the description, but I feel like you should go through the work of Googling it. Yes. Um, and all right, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically it does it does link off to a study that was done that looked at kids and like, you know, their future um, across all different, you know, data points, I guess. And while it is true that eventually the kids who like had really good preschools, which according to this article, like most preschools are OK. There's a you know, fringe few that are excellent and a fringe few that are like really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kids who like go to excellent, you know. Eventually, the scores of the kids who didn't do catch up. Um, but there is, you know, they generally, the preschool, the excellent preschool kids have like a lead. However, what I found really interesting is like there's all sorts of other data points about these kids basically having like better futures, you know, in terms of their like lives in in the future. Right. Who went to a, a good preschool. And I know I'm probably. I wonder if there's a correlation I'm between proud. the cost of going to the nicer preschools. And like who the, pe- you know, the, the cost. The high as achieving well as the parents income that they that have, have a lot of that. money. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, and I. I, I mean, is that not just I'm probably the, literally mischaracterizing. The, I mean, because I feel like that's like the reason why that would be right. Like if you're coming from a family that already has high achieving take parents that into and a lot account. of money, then you're going to send them to the best school. It's, yes. it, I mean, it seems to me like the same thing where like you have a better chance of getting a good job if you graduate from an Ivy League institution, right? right? It's, it's like, like this, totally. Right? But I would hope that they take that into account with this study. I I didn't read enough to know for sure. Um, I'm that sure would they be did. Pretty right. bad. But so the idea is that the point is it, we know it that it's really yeah early education matters. You know. Um, still, I would say, regardless of, you know, the two that I just mentioned, those examples of like one more structured, one a little bit less, I feel like <laughs> Grace is going to get an experience that is still way ahead of, you know, at least for me, I, I don't know about you, but like I went to preschool, but you know, we were probably like making jello. I mean, that's one memory. I have. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, you know, shoving it up our nose or something. I remember those days. <laughs> so that really is one of the very few actual memories I have of like I don't, I can't remember much about preschool. Can you? I have really isolated memories yeah. of just specific events. Like I remember chipping my tooth on my bike Ooh, somehow. Ouch. I don't know why I had my bike there. I rem- <laughs> again another tooth pulp ones. I remember slicing my thumb open during Ooh, share damn. time. The and hell like, preschool did you go to? <laughs> it was, was actually our church basement. It was yeah, a yeah, right. It was tough. The sh- I, I learned uh, the uh, shanking. the shanking yep. from Luke. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> it was, uh, I, I, I remember just like really, you know, I remember my teacher's name was Mrs. Waite. And in my head, she's always standing on a scale because that was like how I learned what weight meant. Uh, but I'm sure she wasn't. But she she seen in my mind's eye, amazing. she's 300 years old. I think she was not probably. I'm not impressed quite as old that you have this much memory. But that, I mean, that's it. I remember. I remember. Okay, I remember playing with the hollow cardboard bricks. Uh-huh. And oh, my yeah, friend those Brandon, are the best. my friend Brandon, having red glasses that I thought were super cool. And making trains out of bricks. Jesus, you're making that's, this shit up. No, no, no. That's 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 the extent of my memories of preschool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, the thing is that like it was definitely not baby led. You know, like there's extraordinary. No, I feel like there's no academic element. I don't remember. I any know of that's that not at all. true, but I mean, I'm sure there there were some experientially academic now, things. But it it was not. But then again, kindergarten was not what kindergarten right, is now. Yeah. And I feel like I remember I, coloring in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, this is orange. Right, and, like, when it's a special day, like Martin Luther King Day, you color a picture of Martin Luther King. Like, that's the extent of it. Right. That was, that was it. It's such a different world now. You yeah, know? And yeah. I, but, but that being said, like, you know, I, 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 the best grades I've gotten in my life were the grades that I, in, in relation to my, my peers, <laughs> were the first, were like, you know, like, elementary school, basically, stuff. And I was very ahead of the curve, and I went to this basement where I cut my thumb open and things like that, you know. <laughs> So I, it just had more to do, I think, with like what I was getting at home probably course, than it did with course. the actual preschool of course, experience. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. You're Obviously, just saying I'm does. overthinking it. I just think that at the end of the day, if you talk to other parents and they liked sending their kids there, and you like the faculty, because like the, here's the thing, the teachers that Jude had yeah. are wonderful, wonderful people who I trusted completely and always looked forward to seeing, and they knew him really well. That basically, and, you, know, you just you just summarized the article that I just read, which was basically um, all about the teacher, like the, or yeah. the teachers, because so much the, the really important thing uh, in that stage of their lives is that they have these, you know, nurturing adults, and that they mm-hmm. develop trust with them. Um, and you know it. And yeah. you know it by the way the adults talk about the kids, yeah, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Because they yeah. see nuances of their social interactions, and they take note of them, and then right. you go sit down with them, and they can tell you so much about your child that you didn't know because you don't see them in that environment. Yeah. Oh, so totally true. Um, you could have written this thing. Uh, Maybe I did while uh, I was doing the acapella group. I mean, for example, it says when children are behaving inappropriately, teachers are focused on helping them rather than punishing them. So does that's like an example to all? look for. It does actually mention pulp porn. Yeah, that's my that work. That's teachers, my work. when they uh, have students come in, they inspect their pulp the porn. That usually is a predictor of success yes, in the future. They're like, they're like he's going downhill. Um, yeah, not just across you know your dental hygiene, but also your life. life like yeah. you know, life you're expecting. Yeah, you're probably going to die soon. Yes, exactly. Um, Anyway, but that's something that I honestly I took away from the experience. I think that's the, a really good point. And like you know, Jude's teachers emailed us, and they're like, because they knew they remembered Henry very well. Yeah. They saw him as an infant, and there, and we had told them, hey, you know, we want to send Henry here too. Yeah. And they had a reminder, and they emailed us, and they're like, hey, you know, if you're still interested, we can help you get it going on the process. Seriously? And of course, they we would reached do it. out. That's yeah. amazing. And it was a pretty small class, and every time we went there, I couldn't stop smiling. Yeah. And Jude was so excited to show off all the artwork he had done, and all the different models that he'd built, and the pictures that you know that they'd taken with the kids there and stuff and like I just felt like it was just a wonderfully nurturing environment yeah and at the end of the day the that's, that's what you want you know? I think you're right in my in my opinion having not read that article I mean you know it's not but much but what is your biggest concern well here's another part of it I don't want to get off of the academic part so alright first I'll answer your question I guess it's just that you know I, I think that um I don't know. I don't want to be like that parent who's like, I have a special child. But I just see I just see how much Grace loves reading and loves academics and I Fantastic feel like swimmer. And she's she's not actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> um that's a whole other story by the way cuz the swim class never took off. Oh no, um, really? Yeah. I was so yeah. proud. I know. Oh. And we'll see what happens. We're going to try again this week. All right. Um but I feel like I don't know, I got a better feel, which I know you're supposed to trust your intuition, right? From this other place. Um, and the teacher in particular, and just like their approach. Um, the cheaper place. But yeah, no, this is the more expensive one. Okay. But that's the thing. It's like, I know that the numbers don't work. Like, it's just not going to, not if we want to do full time, you know, five day a week doing the before and after care so I can continue mm-hmm. with like a regular schedule. Um, but related to that, the other part that I've been wondering about is like, I don't know, I don't want to look back at this time um, and regret, not, not the decision between the two schools, because I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to be fine either one. But I'm wondering, like, is this the moment where I should really think about, like, my schedule and what I do? And, like, you know, should I consider a four-day? Granted, I'd have to figure out how the hell to make work work (laughs) in a compressed week. Um, But am I going to regret not, like, spending more time with my kids? 
Um, and, you know, defaulting to the idea of continuing doing a full work week in the way that we do it now versus trying to work through some creative option where it's like either I do less, you know, shorter week or shorter days each day, whatever it is. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to, like, let this be a moment to really think about it because, you know, this is just the beginning of school. And, like, obviously once they get into elementary school and then higher, um, there's all the other after-school options and all that. But uh, I don't know. See, a lot of things change. You know, I, I yeah. feel like part of it is is it's easy to get fixated on how expensive preschool is because you start thinking of it like, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. But the reality is that, yeah. you know, then you, you send them to public schools and you don't have to worry about it. It's anymore, true. Right? Yeah. Which I hadn't even thought about, honestly. I was so, I was so fixated <laughs> but on the expense. you do still have to pay for before and after school, right? Yes. Right. And as well, especially, we'll see, in, in the past, Micah had been home. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah. That's, I'm that's sure another... it's a lot less, I would hope, than but, paying for a full day. But, 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 but you mean like the after school programs and things yeah, like that? Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, assuming see, we've you're never work been able to afford that. We just don't do it. Normal day. Okay. You know? So, how do you get around that, though? You're working a, uh, I mean, well, we you have work a nanny, full day. Well, we have a nanny for Henry. Okay. So, like, for so example, so watch, today, uh-huh. today, today is the worst day for us in terms of scheduling. This is, yeah. this is Monday, man day. Which is when Micah gets back from clinical at eleven o'clock at yeah. night. So today, like you know, I I said goodbye to Henry this morning. Micah was on the train already, so I I like you know set up Henry. You know, got him, got you to school, dropped Henry off with the nanny. Who not dropped him off, but like you know, handed him over to the nanny. Yeah, got on the train in, and then when I go home. The nanny will have been with them since Jude, you know, got out of school. So she's so with both of them for a while. She gets, he gets bus. dropped yeah, off yeah. on the bus, mm-hmm. and then I'll take over, you know, after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like it's very patchwork. It's, yeah. it's it, but that's also part of being I mean, a modern parent and that's like it. making exactly. it work. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it is so different for every situation. Well, that's and there it, are yeah. ways to make it work for every. I mean, there are people who have nowhere near nowhere near the income we yeah. have. You know, they're people we're they're rolling people in the dough. Just rolling. No, but I hear there are you. people who really, really people struggle financially, and they, oh, yeah. and they still figure it out. And their kids have very successful, wonderful lives. It's true. You know? It's very true. So you can definitely make it work, but it's daunting because of where we live. For yeah. one thing, because yeah. we live in a, an area where you know wealth is pretty visible, right? And also uh, where scholastic achievement is really intense. I mean, yeah. if, if we were our own country, Mass, you know, if Massachusetts were, were a country, we'd have the eighth best schools in the world. Wow. According to a recent study. You that just made that mayor, up. No, that, that's no, real. I'm, I it believe might, you. It might I, do. I don't I know. Um, so it's it, we are in a, a different place than a lot of the country is. And so yeah. when we tour preschools, you know, we're, we're seeing pretty avant-garde preschools. Yeah. Things, you yeah. Know? yeah. But it doesn't mean that we necessarily have to always take the most expensive route. No, it's true. You know? Well, that also I feel like is symptomatic of a culture that is, well, I talked to you about this before. I mean, I just, you know, I'm all about the reviews and comparing everything. Mm-hmm. Any fucking purchase I buy, it's something stupid. You know, I'm spending $5.00. And I'm doing all this stupid research, and I realize the insanity of some of that. Um, but you know, but then I think about something like this, and it's like, well, if I'm going to spend, <laughs> if I'm going to spend all this time researching, you know, a stupid Amazon purchase, I right. should probably uh, do due diligence on a fucking school. But what's funny is that I, we, you know, we we didn't really. I mean, like, I, I feel like yeah. the the it just we went to the one that felt the most right and that we could afford, yeah, and was easiest to get to. And right. we're like, all right, uh, out of like the six realistic options that we could. Do. Yeah, this is the one that feels the right. Let's, yeah. let's go with it. And it was the right choice because just like everything else we talk about, at the end of the day, you listen to your kid in that environment, and you listen to yourself as a parent, knowing your kids, totally. you know, uh, propensities and behavioral things, and you find the right place for them. You know, yeah. But don't beat yourself up if you don't do the most expensive. Yeah, most no, I know. Well, one, at the end of know? the day, you got to do what's realistic. You know, I mean, what you actually can do. I'm not gonna take out fucking loans or something just to pay for preschool. I mean, I'm sure people you might, do. You, I just, you might end up doing yeah, that. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't say I know. it too soon. Well, I'd, I'd rather not. Because, like, I, I do, there's a part of me that really does feel what you were saying earlier. Like, you know, it is fucking, it's preschool. And I want it to be of a certain caliber, you know, but uh, you it doesn't want to send, you don't send her to, like, Bobby's discount, yeah. <laughs> you know, preschool balls, <laughs> or right? Or the dentist guy you're going to on yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the random dentist exactly. on the street. But, you know, it's it's going to be okay. Yeah. It is going to be okay. And then you, you send them to public school, and then you have very little control over it other than where Good you luck. live. You know? So it's like, <laughs> they might as well yeah. go for it. But, you yeah, know, but that's Jude, true. Jude, although he is a year younger than most of the people that he's in school with, yeah. you know, we sent him to the cheaper option, and he is doing great in kindergarten and is completely well-adjusted to it and achieving really well and having a lot of fun. And I think here, the th- something else that I struggle with a little bit is that I feel we put these expectations on ourselves and on our children before we give our ch- ourselves and our children a, san- a chance to see who we will become, mm. you know? And we kind of hold them to that standard of like, what we, we, you know, we want them to do this and to do this and to do this and to be 
to be good at this and like you know they're showing aptitude in this so let's really yeah. like harvest that and train them on it Ugh. when in reality we don't know who they're going to be That's and true. we don't know where we're going to be in our lives as parents either you yeah. know yeah so like we have to be as responsive as possible i think to everything as it happens and Part of that, I think, is I, I would think that this is actually the exact time to have those conversations with your manager and your team right. about getting a flexible work arrangement, yeah. which, is, which is what I did, and I've absolutely loved it. Yeah. You know, even though it's just one day a week, it makes a world of difference. Right. And it means that we don't have to get you know, child care on, on Friday afternoons. You know, like It's right. one day that we don't have to worry about it. And uh, and it makes it it makes a big deal. So consider that. You know? Yeah, we're I mean we're lucky, like you said, not only the financial part, but like we're lucky to be able to have you know flexible work arrangements and such. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good reminder too because uh, it's certainly one of those things where before I was faced with this kind of decision, I was always like, I'm not gonna you know preschool is preschool. I'm not gonna put in all that energy right, into. Right. But of course, once you're there and you're sitting in this you know big room with all these other parents, you're like reading the Princeton Review, getting this presentation. And the other parents always look so fucking rich. Do you notice yeah. this? Is this, is this <laughs> This just like our town. I, I feel like I'm. I'm like, why are they all driving like these incredible like why are brand they new all Audis? Top hats? Like, what is up with these people? And, yeah. they, and they're also so old. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think we're like that young. Like, we're not like you know 16 and pregnant over here. But like, I feel I, like we just our image of ourselves is still like the 20 year old version. That's what's happening. Yeah. I guarantee. And and these other people are looking at us and being like, oh my god, they yeah. can still have kids. Yeah. Right. You know. Look at his face, how swollen it yeah, is. Yeah, look at his Quasimodo over here. I'm sorry! It was a routine procedure! I have pulp horns! All right, yeah. we gotta end it. All right, let's let's wait. Thanks for the uh, advice. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, all, all right. right, I'll let you know how it goes. Bye! Bye. Bye.